1 Corinthians chapters 12 through 14 is today's Bible reading. From the Amplified Bible. Thank you for being with us today. Let's pray. Dear Jesus. Help me understand your word. The words I'm reading today. Help me to love others. As you have. And do. Love me. Amen. 1 Corinthians 12 is where we start reading today. The use of spiritual gifts. One now about the spiritual gifts, the special endowments given by the Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. Two you know that when you were pagans, you were led off after speechless idols, however you were led off, whether by impulse or habit. Three therefore I want you to know that no one speaking by the, power and influence of the, Spirit of God can say, Jesus be cursed, and no one can say, Jesus is, my, Lord, except by, the power and influence of, the Holy Spirit. For now there are, distinctive, varieties of spiritual gifts, special abilities given by the grace and extraordinary power of the Holy Spirit operating in believers, but it is the same Spirit, who grants them and empowers believers. 5 And there are, distinctive, varieties of ministries and service, but it is the same Lord, who is served. 6 And there are, distinctive, ways of working, to accomplish things, but it is the same God who produces all things in all believers, inspiring, energizing, and empowering them. 7 But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit, the spiritual illumination and the enabling of the Holy Spirit, for the common good. 8 To one is given through the, Holy, Spirit, the power to speak, the message of wisdom, and to another, the power to express, the word of knowledge and understanding according to the same Spirit. 9 To another, wonder-working, faith, is given, by the same, Holy, Spirit, and to another the, extraordinary, gifts of healings by the one Spirit. 10 and into another the working of miracles, and to another prophecy, foretelling the future, speaking a new message from God to the people, and to another discernment of spirits, the ability to distinguish sound, godly doctrine from the deceptive doctrine of man-made religions and cults, to another various kinds of, unknown, tongues, and to another interpretation of tongues. 11 All these things, the gifts, the achievements, the abilities, the empowering, are brought about by one and the same, Holy, Spirit distributing to each one individually just as he chooses. 12 For just as the body is one and yet has many parts, and all the parts, though many, form only one body, so it is with Christ. 13 For by one, Holy, Spirit we were all baptized into one body, spiritually transformed, united together, whether Jews or Greeks, Gentiles, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one, Holy, Spirit, since the same Holy Spirit fills each life. 14 For the human body does not consist of one part, but of many limbs and organs. 15 If the foot says, Because I am not a hand, I am not a part of the body, is it not on the contrary still a part of the body? 16 If the ear says, Because I am not an eye, I am not a part of the body, is it not on the contrary still a part of the body? 17 If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? 18 But now, as things really are, God has placed and arranged the parts in the body, each one of them, just as He willed and saw fit, with the best balance of function. 19 If they all were a single organ, where would, the rest of, the body be? 20 But now, as things really are, there are many parts, different limbs and organs, but a single body. 21 The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. 22 But quite the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are, absolutely, necessary, 23 And as for those parts of the body which we consider less honorable, these we treat with greater honor, 
and our less presentable parts are treated with greater modesty, 24 while our more presentable parts do not require it. But God has combined the, whole, body, giving greater honor to that part which lacks it, 25 so that there would be no division or discord in the body, that is, lack of adaptation of the parts to each other, but that the parts may have the same concern for one another. 26 And if one member suffers, all the parts share the suffering, if one member is honored, all rejoice with it. 27 Now you, collectively, are Christ's body, and individually, you are, members of it, each with his own special purpose and function. 28 So God has appointed and placed in the church, for his own use, first apostles, chosen by Christ, second prophets, those who foretell the future, those who speak a new message from God to the people, third teachers, then those who work miracles, then those with the gifts of healings, the helpers, the administrators, and speakers in various kinds of, unknown, tongues. 29 Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? 30 Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? 31 But earnestly desire and strive for the greater gifts, if acquiring them is going to be your goal. And yet I will show you a still more excellent way, one of the choicest graces and the highest of them all, unselfish love. 1 Corinthians 13. The Excellence of Love. 1 If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, for others growing out of God's love for me, then I have become only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal, just an annoying distraction. 2 And if I have the gift of prophecy, and speak a new message from God to the people, and understand all mysteries, and possess all knowledge, and if I have all sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains, but do not have love, reaching out to others, I am nothing. 3 If I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I surrender my body to be burned, but do not have love, it does me no good at all. 4 Love endures with patience and serenity, love is kind and thoughtful, and is not jealous or envious, love does not brag and is not proud or arrogant. 5 It is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not provoked, nor overly sensitive and easily angered, it does not take into account a wrong endured. 6 It does not rejoice at injustice, but rejoices with the truth, when right and truth prevail. 7 Love bears all things, regardless of what comes, believes all things, looking for the best in each one, hopes all things, remaining steadfast during difficult times, endures all things, without weakening. 8 Love never fails, it never fades nor ends. But as for prophecies, they will pass away, as for tongues, they will cease, as for the gift of special knowledge, it will pass away. 9 For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, for our knowledge is fragmentary and incomplete. 10 But when that which is complete and perfect comes, that which is incomplete and partial will pass away. 11 When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child, when I became a man, I did away with childish things. 12 For now, in this time of imperfection, we see in a mirror dimly, a blurred reflection, a riddle, an enigma, but then, when the time of perfection comes we will see reality, face to face. Now I know in part, just in fragments, but then I will know fully, just as I have been fully known, by God. 13 And now there remain, faith, abiding trust in God and His promises, hope, confident expectation of eternal salvation, love, unselfish love for others growing out of God's love for me. These three, the choicest graces, but the greatest of these is love. 1 Corinthians 14. Prophecy a superior gift. 1 Pursue, this, love, with eagerness, make it your goal, yet earnestly desire and cultivate the spiritual gifts, to be used by believers for the benefit of the church, but especially that you may prophesy, to foretell the future, to speak a new message from God to the people. 2 For one who speaks in an unknown tongue does not speak to people but to God, 
for no one understands him or catches his meaning, but by the Spirit he speaks mysteries, secret truths, hidden things. 3. But, on the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for edification, to promote their spiritual growth, and, speaks words of, encouragement, to uphold and advise them concerning the matters of God, and, speaks words of, consolation, to compassionately comfort them. For one who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but one who prophesies edifies the church, promotes growth in spiritual wisdom, devotion, holiness and joy. 5. Now I wish that all of you spoke in unknown tongues, but even more, I wish, that you would prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater, and more useful, than the one who speaks in tongues, unless he translates or explains, what he says, so that the church may be edified, instructed, improved, strengthened. 6. Now, believers, if I come to you speaking in unknown tongues, how will I benefit you unless I also speak to you, clearly, either by revelation, revealing God's mystery, or by knowledge, teaching about God, or by prophecy, foretelling the future, speaking a new message from God to the people, or by instruction, teaching precepts that develop spiritual maturity? 7. Yet even lifeless things, whether flute or harp, when producing a sound, if they do not produce distinct, musical, tones, how will anyone, listening, know what is piped or played? 8. And if the, war, bugle produces an indistinct sound, who will prepare himself for battle? 9. So it is with you, if you speak words, in an unknown tongue, that are not intelligible and clear, how will anyone understand what you are saying? You will be talking into the air, wasting your breath. 10. There are, I suppose, a great many kinds of languages in the world, unknown to us, and none is lacking in meaning. 11. But if I do not know the meaning of the language, I will, appear to, be a foreigner to the one who is speaking, since he knows exactly what he is saying, and the one who is speaking will, appear to, be a foreigner to me. 12. So it is with you, since you are so very eager to have spiritual gifts and manifestations of the Spirit, strive to excel in ways that will build up the church, spiritually. 13. Therefore let one who speaks in a tongue pray that he may, be gifted to, translate or explain, what he says. 14. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unproductive, because it does not understand what my spirit is praying. 15. Then what am I to do? I will pray with the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit that is within me, and I will pray with the mind, using words I understand. I will sing with the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit that is within me, and I will sing with the mind, using words I understand. 16. Otherwise if you bless, and give thanks to God, in the Spirit only, how will any outsider or someone who is not gifted, in spiritual matters, say the Amen, of agreement, to your thanksgiving, since he does not know what you are saying? 17. You are giving thanks well enough, in a way that God is glorified, but the other person, who does not understand you, is not edified, and spiritually strengthened since he cannot join in your thanksgiving. 18. I thank God that I speak in, unknown, tongues more than all of you. 19. Nevertheless, in public worship I would rather say five understandable words in order to instruct others, than ten thousand words in a tongue which others cannot understand. Instruction for the Church 20 Brothers and sisters, do not be children, immature, childlike, in your thinking, be infants in, matters of, evil, completely innocent and inexperienced, but in your minds be mature, adults. 21 It is written in the law, by men of strange tongues and by the lips of foreigners I will speak to this people, and not even then will they listen to me, says the Lord. 22 Therefore, unknown, tongues are, meant, for a, supernatural, sign, not to believers but to unbelievers, who might be receptive, while prophecy, foretelling the future, speaking a new message from God to the people, is not for unbelievers but for believers. 
23 So then, if the whole church gathers together and all of you speak in, unknown, tongues, and outsiders or those who are not gifted, in spiritual matters, or unbelievers come in, will they not say that you are out of your mind? 24 But if all prophesy, foretelling the future, speaking a new message from God to the people, and an unbeliever or outsider comes in, he is convicted, of his sins, by all, and he is called to account by all, because he can understand what is being said, 25 The secrets of his heart are laid bare. And so, falling on his face, he will worship God, declaring that God is really among you. 26 What then is the right course, believers? When you meet together, each one has a psalm, a teaching, a revelation, disclosure of special knowledge, a tongue, or an interpretation. Let everything be constructive and edifying and done for the good of all the church. 27 If anyone speaks in a tongue, it should be limited to two or at the most three, and each one speaking in turn, and one must interpret, what is said. 28 But if there is no one to interpret, the one, who wishes to speak in a tongue, must keep silent in church, let him speak to himself and to God. 29 Let two or three prophets speak, as inspired by the Holy Spirit, while the rest pay attention and weigh carefully what is said. 30 But if an inspired revelation is made to another who is seated, then the first one must be silent. 31 For, in this way, you can all prophesy one by one, so that everyone may be instructed and everyone may be encouraged. 32 For the spirits of prophets are subject to the prophets, the prophecy is under the speaker's control, and he can stop speaking. 33 For God, who is the source of their prophesying, is not a God of confusion and disorder but of peace and order, as, is the practice, in all the churches of the saints, God's people. 34 The women should be silent in the churches, for they are not authorized to speak, but are to take a subordinate place, as the law says. 35 If there is anything they want to learn, that is, if they have questions about anything being said or taught, they are to ask their own husbands at home, for it is improper for a woman to talk in church. 36 Did the word of the Lord originate from you, Corinthians, or has it come to you only, so that you know best what God requires? 37 If anyone thinks and claims that he is a prophet, a true spokesman for God, or spiritually astute, filled with and energized by the Holy Spirit, let him recognize that the things which I write to you are the Lord's commandment. 38 If anyone does not recognize this, that it is a command of the Lord, he is not recognized, by God. 39 Therefore, believers, desire earnestly to prophesy, to foretell the future, to speak a new message from God to the people, and do not forbid speaking in unknown tongues. 40 But all things must be done appropriately and in an orderly manner. Hashtag Amen. Corinthians explained in 10 minutes. Watch this video. It's contemporary. It's factual. It's informative. It really helps understand. Corinthians. Read through. The Bible together. The Bible is made of 66 books. The Old Testament has 39 books. The New Testament has 27 books. We will be reading the New Testament over the next 90 days together. Like, share, follow, and read. Bible 2 Go. It is our prayer that you come to know Jesus. Love and worship Jesus. Daily pray to Jesus. And share with others what Jesus has done for you. Amen. Read through the New Testament in 90 days. Read and listen. With Audio Bible 2 Go. Thank you for being here. Listening and reading the Bible daily with Bible 2 Go. Sincerely. Michael and Michelle Shell. Join us again. Tomorrow. To go.us.